Well, uh, Podcast Palooza continues for me. I just got done taping one for my podcast. And here I am at the NH Sports page Batcave Podcast Studios, uh, also known as Dave Haley's apartment. What's happening, Dave? It's jamboree time, my friend. It's it, jamboree time. It's, just a little little break from football. I get I get a, I get a little bit of grief from football coaches. A little bit of grief. My friend Chris Sanborn, yeah, Plymouth loves like, yeah, come on, you're you know what Brian O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Come on, you're come on, you're a basketball you're guy. You're the basketball guy. I don't know why I spend uh, <laughs> days at a time talking to fifty football coaches. But yeah, no, so this is uh, we uh, we waited a little bit to announce the venue, the schedule, and and this is where we're gonna get it going. Let the teams, the coaches know, obviously, but now it's time to kind of get it out there and uh, start yes. letting people know. This is one of the more anticipated podcasts that uh, we do last year. I think it was one of the uh, most listened to ones we did. Yeah. I, think, I, ca- I call it the selection show. I feel like the bar was set when you played the uh, Empire Strikes Back music to Pembroke being named. <laughs> that, <laughs> one of the teams. I feel like that was sort of the bar I, that's tar- it's really hard I to I think get we did that a lot. I think that was like the live... McIsaacon Sports Show where we did that one. Oh, that, that's right, we did. Because yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. able to play it live on the air. And be- Matalosa's Darth Vader, I think at the time. My my phone blew up. Like, are you really doing this? I said, Yeah, that's what I do. I know. <laughs> they didn't seem to get mad about it. I like Matalosa. I'm on the record. But anyway, it was uh, <laughs> that was I think the bar was set on that. Yes. Day. So yeah, so this is I think the third year we're announcing it via some sort of uh, uh, audio media. And uh, be a well, preview for- out shortly this afternoon. You'll be listening to this on Wednesday morning. The the preview breaking down a few of the games and the schedule, reiterating the schedule, will be out this afternoon. And uh, just a, a very quick recap: it's the Coaches for a Cause Jamboree. This is the fourth annual. This year it's taking place as I burp into the mic at uh, NHTI, which is a, a a pretty cool venue, I think. And we we loved being at Alvern High School. We loved being at uh, Lenendary High School, but. This, I think this just really kind of kicks it up a notch being an HGI. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we've got a partnership now going with Paul Hogan and, and Chuck Lloyd and the team over at NHTI. We're going to be talking more. They're, they're having a big open house on November, November 2nd that we're going to be doing some stuff for. But uh, it's a great venue. Uh, we're also going to try to do something with Buffalo Wild Wings, who's been really supportive of us, where the kids and the parents after the game, it's right at the end of the road yep. there in Concord. And, and, and NHTI, is, it's right off the highway on 93. Right, right, right. In Concord, you literally can throw a tennis ball. Please don't from your car but uh so it should be a good venue for people to get to and as i think i've already kind of put out there instead of two days you know friday night and all day saturday last year we did saturday and sunday right it's going to be just one day six games 12 teams on one day on saturday afternoon or starting at noon at nhti so that means fewer teams have made the jamboree and uh there there'll be some you know there are some teams huddled around their uh their either their phones or their computers right now in their warm-ups uh, waiting to hear if they've been announced. Uh, skipping school to do so, I might add. I don't know if I agree with that. but I, It happens every year. And I, I always get the <laughs> shaking my head. And last year yeah. there was kids from Keene who were angry at me that I didn't include them. It's not easy coming up with these teams. Uh, and there's there's a little wrinkle in this year's uh, field that we're going to get to at some point uh, that maybe people are not aware of. But, you know, it's never easy. But we try to mix it up. We, we don't want to have the same teams every year. Um, so we surprised start off with the teams that are not back this year. Uh, one team is not joining us this year who had been in the first three, and that's Trinity. So Trinity is yes. not in the Jamboree. So no, no, well, not for con- any reason. We just have to, you know, try to mix in. I'll give you a reason. Connor Walsh graduated. That's true. That's, that's my reason. No, that I'm was just... yeah. That was one of your all time, all time. What was it? Intercontinental. What is the intercontinental? The Trinity High School Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. My lord, that kid. Connor Walsh. Did yeah. you have you ever seen a kid that happy? Uh, other than Christmas, he then... played it off very well. And then after the game, <laughs> he just sort of yeah. You gotta love that kid. Keen State. So College so Trinity's not here. 
uh, at the Jamboree. Who else? Who else is not making an appearance? Oh, geez. We're not, we're not having BG in it uh, with Regan in his first year. Uh, Haley, I'm not in the Jamboree. I th- <laughs> this is ridiculous. I've been in it every year, Haley. Um, and, and, and I wrote about to say, looking back, we had the Division Three champion, Pelham, play the Division One champion, Central. Yeah. In the, and then we had the Division One runner-up, Merrimack, play the Division Two champion, Portsmouth. So yeah. we've done a pretty good job in the past. So yes. Yeah. This might also be like spoiler alert territory when we get to these. But the other big name that is not in this year's Jamboree are two of them. Two huge names mm-hmm. that have been in every single one. And the first one is Manchester Central is not in the Jamboree this ah, year. Ah, well, they're, who, uh, they're in flux. By the way, I'm still getting te- I got text today. Who's going to be the Central coach? I'm like, you don't have to ask Dave Haley. He's more wired in. I heard some it. names and some rumblings, but yeah. I, you, know, you got to wait till that process begins. Uh, but Central's not going to be in it. We were going to have them in it um, if Doc Wheeler was coming back. But with all that and you know, a lot going on over there, and they re- they're replacing four starters. Uh, we'll be out to see Central playing this year, but they're not going to be in the Jamboree. And the other one is, uh, well, actually, they were not. I was saying, I was going to say that they were in it last year, but I remember they were not because they had some issues. But our friend Eric Sauce here and Conant not in the Jamboree. Second straight year. Well, Sauce will tell you they're going to win three games this year, which is yeah. ridiculous. He'll Jim be, Mulvey will tell me the same thing. He'll be in the final four. Yeah. Sauce will probably. And Tim Goodrich. Those my, are the three guys. <laughs> my prediction. We might win five games. <laughs> Missed one of the championship by a tenth of a second, Tim? Yeah, we got lucky. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> All right. Game number one, uh, a 12 o'clock game. And uh, Dave? High noon. So first of all, we'll be Pete and I will be doing as we did last year. We'll be on location doing the New Hampshire High School basketball show that day, and the opener is your Spalding Raiders. First of all, let me say, a little insulted. They're in the opener, the curtain jerker, as we call it in wrestling. Spalling uh, deserves a prize. We want to come out swinging, and they're going to be playing defending Division Three champion, now Division Two, Pelham Pythons. I have to tell you. For me, and as much as I'm going to be, uh, be careful, very excited seeing Spalding uh, in action at the Jamboree, back in action at the Jamboree. I'm a little disappointed Matt Regan's not going to be on the bench for oh, Pelham. Oh, I think you've got to be a lot disappointed. How how angry are the, the like our friend Kyle Frank and his family <laughs> out there? How angry are they going to be at you with how obnoxious? I put I actually put in my preview that's coming out later today that you may hyperventilate after Cal Conley's third three-pointer. If, if Well, that, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Well, his third three-pointer will come in the first two minutes of the game. There we go. So, uh, but well, Had Matt Regan been the coach, I already had this planned out. Because you, you told me it was Spalding Pelham like three it months was. ago. It was. We knew this a while ago. I was going to do the full, you know, when you go to a Celtics game and the the opposing team is introduced first. <laughs> like, starting lineup for the New York Knicks at center, number 33, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Call and, Frank Joe Yeah, it was going to be like that. And now, yeah. yours, but I don't <laughs> really feel as comfortable doing that without Matt Regan there to be like, McIsaac, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, McIsaac, you didn't even mention the coaching staff. Of course I did. Uh, no, but uh, obviously people know how I feel about Spalding. And I think they're going to be, and I think you agree, Dave. I Five think starters back. They're going to be really good this year. We Matt think. Roy now is veteran point guard Matt Roy. That's like right. Everything has changed a little bit. Uh, Ari Brakefield looks like a yeah. 35-year-old accountant. He got yeah. a lot bigger in the offseason. They're big. They have size. Uh, and Keegan Calero, I think, is the kid that coaches talk about because he can defend. Um, mm. I'm, I happen to be buddies with his dad, Kike. But oh, Kike is friends with everybody. Everybody thinks they're Kike's friends. But his son, <laughs> Keegan, who's a terrific uh, baseball player, he's going to be 
He's a very, very good defender. He's going to guard Kyle Frank in that game. So uh, Pelham plays, you know. Um, what what does Pelham have coming back? Obviously with Kyle Keith Frank, Brown Pantaleo's back. And not Keith Brown, but Drew Brown. There's another Brown. There's another Brown. So, mm-hmm. yep. And, uh, and he's a shooter. He's not, you know. He's not the same player that Keith was that age, obviously, well, but he's he's a very good shooter. I and feel like his the, the first time uh, I think it was the first year of the Jamboree, maybe it was the second. That was kind of Keith Brown's coming out party was the Jamboree when he hit like a bunch of threes, and I kept going Keith Brown from downtown. They played a really it was a Friday night. I think it was the last game on Friday night or when that Friday night was really good. Uh, it was Wyndham Salem, and it was kind of a foul fest. Yeah, and then BG Bishop Brady was double overtime. I think Jordan Bell literally had like forty seven points yeah. against BG, and then. Um, that Merrimack, it was Merrimack Palum, and they just went up and down. Yeah. And, it, it, uh, and Gendron just took over late for Merrimack. Yes. But these games are, a lot of these people listening to this have seen, you know, they've been to the Jamboree. We have a lot of people in and out of the doors. We have over 1,000 people coming in and out last year. But these games are really played at a tournament. You know, I don't want to say tournament, but I mean, almost beyond regular season. I mean, it's a regular season feel with, with McIsaac doing his routine. And the crowd, and we were good enough to have yeah, with the, the officials helping us out. So I mean, we we've got you know it's five fouls. It's reg, it's regular yeah. rules. Thirty two minute game. Aside from wearing their pennies instead of their uniforms, everything else is you know we we make it try to feel as legit as possible. For, oh yeah, for, we you film know, it. Yeah, and Jen Chick puts together the highlights and and everything. So no, so we're excited about. It. So I think that's a really good opener. Spalding against Palum. Do you, are that's you a gonna, good way to get it going. Are you going to place Cal Connolly in your preseason uh, first team All State? Yeah. Does he make it into there this year? No question. Okay. He, he's going to be in the conversation for Player of the Year Division One. But there's a lot of kids in that division that are. Well, there's only one Cal mix. Connolly, so. Okay, we, I'm we, already beating that drum. Why, why don't we move on now? Do, do we have to? All right. Well, the uh, one thirty game. Uh, you know, following, I don't know how you follow Spalding, but after that, Dave uh, introduced the next game for us. And you need to be. There's no letdown for you. You need to be <laughs> excited about these kids. We'll too. see. The Londonderry Lancers are back with Jay Coleman, Cole Britting, our buddy Nate Stanton, and they will be taking on first-time Jamboree participant Ooh. Hollis Brookline, Mike Susie's team. Uh, excited to have those guys in uh, in it as well this year. So um, Hollis Brookline, who lost that heartbreaker um, to Manchester West last year in the yes. tournament, if you remember that one, a cook, a cook, who's now off to uh, prep school. That game, uh, Mike Susie coached a heck of a game, and uh, it, they were seconds away. They've got Nick Fothergill, um, uh, Matt Simcoe coming back. Uh, so they've got three starters, and uh, they're going to be a real good team in Division Two. and I think that's a good matchup. Londonderry's been playing really well in the, uh, in the Fall Ball League uh, down in Andover, so that should be a fun up and down. I think both teams would get up and down the floor in that one. Other than, uh, well, you talk about Division Two, Hollis Brookline, I think we all agree uh, Lebanon is the favorite in Division Two. Is Hollis Brookline considered one of the uh, like top five teams with Portsmouth moving yeah. out? Yeah, Hollis Brookline, um, you know, Lebanon is, is obviously the big favorite. Um, and we didn't invite him this year just because we were just sick of seeing him coming down, but I'm kidding. As, uh, <laughs> Hollis Brookline, I think Milford's going to be pretty good again. Yep. I think Bishop Brady's got some pieces. This is a big loss to lose Joe Bell, but Cole Etten does a great job over there. Uh, you know, Cole Brown's always lurking. There's your there's your mention, Jenchik. And uh, – um, I think John Stark's a team that, that could really surprise people this year. So, And, and Manchester West be in there as well. But Hollis Brookline's a team I like a lot. They've sort of been building to this year. And I like the Simcoe kid a lot and the Father Gill. Those, those two are, are players. All right. We kind of know Londonary's deal. They're always uh, excellently coached by our yeah. pal Nate Stanton. And, yeah, uh, they really are. And, and I think Jay Coleman, this is his breakout year. 
Um, I mean, he had a big year last year, but uh, I think this is his year. He sort of has to kind of carry the load, score 22 to 24 points a game, and he's certainly capable of it. And they're getting Brandon Radford back, who's a big man for them. He scored the game-winning basket two years ago against Pankerton yep. in the state championship game. He didn't play last year because he was concentrating on football, but he's coming back this year, so that gives him muscle down low, and um, I think that's a big component for that team because they got a couple sophomores he really likes a lot. Um, Lunder is going to be kind of a, a – they're sort of a sleeper in Division One this year. All right. So it's going to be a stacked Division One. Uh, let's see the 3 o'clock game. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Manchester West is back. Danny Bryson's crew. Um, and they're going to be taking on the Tomahawks of Merrimack, who uh, Tim uh, Goodrich promises me will win four to five games. They'll try to be competitive. <laughs> so for West, they've got Jacoby Burpee back. So it's really his team. And Dominic Pallord, who's a really, really good uh, defender Carlos Dominguez, another kid. Uh, Danny does a great job with those kids. And then with Merrimack, uh, they've got Ian Cummings, uh, Danny McKillop. And it really, uh, it's it's really, if I could break down Merrimack this year, yeah. it's Ian Cummings, who I, I think is going to contend for the scoring title. He's a kid who's going to have to score 20, 25 points a game yep. and a bunch of football players. And that's what <laughs> Merrimack does. They yep. just bump you off your spot. They're very physical defensively. Um, they rebound. They're obviously, I mean, very, very well coached. Uh, you know, with with Doc now not coaching this year, which still sounds crazy just saying it, but it's really Tim Cronin and Tim Goodridge as sort of the two godfathers in, in Division One, And, you know, so Merrimack's always going to be tough. They're never easy to play. And Mer- it's funny. Merrimack last year, if you watched them in the Jamboree, you would have thought, oh, my God, they're going to go. Uh, eight, Portsmouth eight, really kind of handled them easy. Portsmouth yeah, fed them their lunch. But uh, by, the, by the time the playoffs rolled around, they were uh, they were a well-oiled machine the Tomahawks. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, Zach Kerr played really well for the Andrew Wojak. They had a bunch of seniors. Seniors win games, and that's what, you know, Coach Goodrich had said to me in the preseason. He's like, listen, when you have a bunch of seniors, good things can happen, and, and they really play well. We saw a really entertaining quarterfinal game with Merrimack and Spalding that you and I covered uh, over there, which was, that was a fun game. It really, really Oh, yeah, well you, were, you were geeking out on that for days afterwards. Yeah, because it just, <laughs> if you watch the offense and just the way these kids, like, just the, the the way the play calling between the coaches and just you know some of the out of bounds plays these guys were running and changes and adjustments and the way they the defend atmosphere like, of the game. I just like the physical play. Yeah, Rochester always travels and uh, yeah, that Mayor was a Mac really fun game. Goes nuts, yeah. And that's another big part of this jamboree is that you got the kids watching each other and you sort of you know you'll see Lebanon out on the floor last year and Portsmouth standing there watching them yep, and then yep, vice versa. Yep. I remember back um, in the day in the first one Central playing Conant, which is still one of my all-time favorite games, and all the Trinity kids were Wendy and Gabriel being one of them. All yep. those kids were on the were um, on the uh, on the stage watching Central. Right, it's just cool. Like you know, they're gonna see them down the road, and you know, what I mean? they're all in the same gym, but they don't play each other that night, and that's a really cool feel to it. I think NHTI is gonna be uh, a, is gonna really be a good spot for this tournament. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, Merrimack and uh, West. And then here's where you kind of throw the curveball at people in the 430 game. Go this ahead, This is the Dave. big one. So we decided to move really the premier game to the middle at 430. I felt like last year, the would you agree with this? I'll just throw this out there. The best atmosphere for any game last year I felt like was Central against Pelham. Absolutely, yeah. Did Keith Brown scored 41 against Central. And- yeah, Do- Doc was screaming at his kids, <laughs> I told you he could shoot! I told you he could play! <laughs> Jalen Lee was like, I, I know. I just can't stop him. <laughs> but, uh... <clears throat> Later became teammates and beat your team twice. Oh, anyway, oh, weird, so- you brought it up. Weird. Sorry. Weird. I don't know where that came from. So, uh... Tourette's. Um, <laughs> so, 430 is, is really the... Pre- I mean, 
and the game after it, too, are really the premier games, the 4.30 and 6 o'clock game. I'm excited about the 7.30 one, too. 4.30, Portsmouth. Defending Division Two champions, the preseason number one in Division One. Wow! With six of their top seven players back, including Cody Graham, Joey Glenn, Sean Parm, Christian Pete, will be taking on the Boston City Champs, the <laughs> Division Two Massachusetts champions, New Mission High School. Wow! Massachusetts from Hyde Park are coming up, and their coach Corey <laughs> McCarthy made my year when he said, "I'm just going to tell you right now, we pressed 90 feet." <laughs> we are going to get out and pressure. I told Jamovi, I go, welcome. Four practices in. You're going to have the Massachusetts Division II champions yeah. with like four of their key guys back pressing you 90 feet. The reason I went with this is because um, I wanted to get the best matchups. And although I think a lot of people would have loved to see Lebanon take on Portsmouth again, mm-hmm. I felt like for the balance of the day, um, I think th- – what do you think of this matchup? Well, I don't know anything about New Mission. Yeah, but you know, like, I, but I know their reputation. I mean, I don't know, but who, you know, like, what this brings to the mix. I mean, do you, what do you think of a Massachusetts? Th- uh, this is the Boston City right. champions. I think this is going to get uh, Jim Mulvey pretty pumped up because because oh, yeah. there have been there have been instances. He's in the, very pleased. His that. first couple of years, I think, uh, when he brought his Portsmouth team there. I think you kind of had to talk him into running his real. I'm not I running anything. And the, the word there was another word. Like Natalosa with two yeah. cameras in the crowd, yeah. <laughs> scouting every one of his plays, so yeah. he wouldn't run anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> Mark Yetton the year before that with Bishop Brady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm not running anything. So, I mean, they played Bedford one year, and it was like they should have pajamas on. I'm like, can we please pretend you're gonna try? And uh, but they brought it the last few years. They played a very good game against Central. If you remember two years ago, Absolutely, with Charlie yeah. Lahoo and yep. uh, and that team, and then um, Lodeform Chelly on that team, and then last year they beat Merrimack, and it, that, Cody Graham really had a big game against beat Merrimack. Merrimack running away, yeah, yeah, and that's when you were like, wow, this. And, and I remember Tim Goodridge saying, "Boy, Ports was good," yeah. and uh, and I'll tell you, like those top Division One guys, they don't. They don't scoff at Portsmouth, and you know they say, "Hey, right. Doc said to me last year, he goes, they were the best team I saw all year was Portsmouth.' And yep. so, um, they're not going to have an easy ride. We'll get to that many, many podcasts from now, and we'll talk about them ad nauseum this year. I can tell you, I, I we're going to probably cover six Portsmouth games this year, just because Portsmouth win a just, kind just of Portsmouth, Exeter, yeah. Portsmouth, uh, Spalding. Spalding. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Portsmouth, Merrimack. They I mean, open yeah, with Central. South is going to be great. Nashua North. Memorial. I mean, there's so many, like, great games, and, and it's intriguing. But to have Portsmouth play against, you know, so it's basically your New Hampshire number one preseason team against a Boston City Championship team. And yep. for me, I think it's a wrinkle, and, and I'm sure some people are going to say, hey, oh, it's mine. It's my jeopardy I started, so you can't tell me what <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's my. I understand that we're taking it away from what, this is the old Michael Jordan playing in the minors. You're taking a spot away from someone. Yeah. Well, there's one, yeah, New Hampshire team we're not going to have in it, unfortunately, but I think this is going to be, I think a lot of people are going to want to, I think there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this. Oh, game. yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And having it at 4.30 in the afternoon, I think it's it, it's a big time to have it, and and, and, and I'm really excited about it. All right, so that should be uh, that should be a fun matchup. It'd be interesting to see who's watching that from around uh, uh, New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Oh my god, we got a ton of coaches. Obviously, it's a coaches yeah, right. clinic at, at Summit at, at this thing. So, Indeed, yeah. and then following that, uh, uh, not that we haven't had some of our favorite coaches in the games up leading up to this, but two of our favorite coaches going head to head here uh, in the six o'clock game. And I don't think these two have fate. I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure they have in their careers, and each of them have had long careers. But this is a big one. For, um, you got Lebanon. 
who's your clear-cut favorite in Division Two? K.J. Matty back, Ryan Milliken, Matt yep. Eilander, uh, Graham Chickering. Uh, they are loaded. K.J. Matty, you know, I'm a, just a huge fan of that kid. Every, everything about his game I love. Taking on Winniconnet, the Warriors, who are going to have, you know, four of their top six players back. And, you know, Liam Viviano, all-state point guard. So you got Liam Viviano again going against K.J. Matty right there. Yep. Then you got Zach Waterhouse, who I think is going to have a breakout year for those guys. And then you got Freddie Shockey, who I just want Freddie to be healthy all year long. Because right, I love yeah. seeing Freddie play. And I think he can really put it all together and have a huge year. He's a matchup nightmare when he really gets going. He's just never healthy last year. Yeah, no, not not through the whole tournament. No. and, and Through and, the whole season, I should say. No. The tournament. And so I hope Freddie stays healthy. Um, you know, he's playing soccer right now. And his little brother, Football Jack too. Shockey. Yeah, he's the kicker. Kicking field goals, yeah. But his little brother, Jack Shockey, I haven't seen this kid play yet, but I keep hearing that this kid is the real deal. <laughs> Logan Keene's a real good player for, for, for when it kind of comes back. So I know Jay McKenna is really excited. He's got a couple of younger guys that he's really excited about. And I know Keith Maddie's been working with this crew. Um, they're a championship or bust at Lebanon after losing in the title game uh, last year to Portsmouth. But... That's your uh, six o'clock matchup. I think that's gonna be. I mean, that's a terrific basketball game. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, those and uh, the win kind of zone versus uh, what you know what Lebanon does on offense. Or, or <laughs> Anthony Primavera, by the way, whenever there's a basketball game or whenever there was a basketball game on last year where our team was running zone, he texts me, "Win a cut in zone, like <laughs> <laughs> little two three baby." So, so that's uh, yeah, that'll be a fun game. No and- doubt, they'll bring that up for Lebanon. Lebanon's going to have to prove they can shoot it. Um, but that's a, a really good team. Hopefully, Ryan Milliken's in one piece in des- on December tenth. So again, December tenth in HDI. Yeah. and then the final game of the night, the main uh, event. Well. The- the main event in, in, in Bedford and in, in Sutton, New Hampshire, North Sutton, New Hampshire. The main event was at twelve o'clock. But go the ahead. Seven thirty <laughs> game. Uh, Bedford. Mark Elmendorf's team is going to come back to the Jamboree, and they are going to take on Kirasage Regional. Our buddy Nate Camp, Division Three runner-up a year ago. Nate and Camp and I became back. at the coaches' summit. Nate Nate Camp and I bonded because Nate Camp might be the biggest wrestling fan among basketball coaches, and that's saying something because there's a few. But he is into pro wrestling, and now we're bro- now we're boys, much to the chagrin of Dave Haley. Didn't he count you out when Adam Thurston had you down on the mat? <laughs> when I took this time. Or is this, is this privilege and I don't think we're supposed to be telling people about that, but go ahead. So Mark Elmendorf does a great job <laughs> over at Bedford. They, we talked about it on the Doc Wheeler podcast that, you know, they were a hard, you know, tick away Bedford from, yeah. from knocking Central out on Central's home floor. But um, they've got a senior guard, Liam Green, um, post player, Ryan Porter. They got uh, Max Chartier. Uh, Nolan Anderson, Nick Mokas. Um, Mokas' kids have always been around. And uh, Bedford's just good. I remember, you know, talking to a couple coaches, Jay McKenna and, and Jim Mulvey this summer. And Jim in particular was like, Bedford looked good when I saw them. Yeah. They're always big. They get size. Mark does a great job. Mark Elmendorf's a little bit overlooked. I mean, we talk about some of our, you know, took some of the better Goffs coaches. Goffstown to the Final Four. He, he gets overlooked, I think, a little bit. Yeah, he took them to the Final Four. Well, I think he they're t- going to have their breakthrough. Yeah. Maybe this year. But, I mean, I think Bedford's one of those – programs that's, that's kind of due for their breakthrough. But Kirasage, uh, you know, they've got Taylor Matos at center, who's probably one of your – he's in the conversation for Division Three preseason player of the year, six foot seven, uh, down low. Um, Tommy Johnson is a kid who can shoot it, who was really, really good at the end of last year. Yep. Um, and, and so they've got three starters back. Um, 
and and Nate does a great job with those guys. They got they got to replace Trent Nordsey at point guard, which is really going to be tough. But you know they've been playing a lot. This is a group that's really close. Uh, they've got great chemistry over there, and they're really excited to be in it. So they're the only Division three team in it this year because, of course, we're down to eleven New Hampshire teams. So and look at you with no Division four team. Well, the reason why is this I the, said for the first year. In case people didn't listen last week, I know because you're the John the Baptist of Division Four. How can you do this? I would never do that to them. You I won't, would, be, I you take won't be allowed in the, no, the, no, no. the Groveton Legion. I take well, <laughs> bite your tongue. I, I plan on spending six hours there. A Groveton. We're going to cover on Friday night, the night before the Jamboree, December 9th. We are going to cover Groveton at Portsmouth Christian, and I will be in Epping, the center of the universe, when the defending champion Littleton Crusaders walk in the house with Trevor Howard, now father I, of two, I will. and Logan Briggs and that whole crew. Cy Kazarian is taking on Epping, Epping Jackson Rivers, and uh, Hunter Bullock, and that whole crew. With a brand-new head coach. So we will, yep, Nick Fassett. So we're going to be there on opening night. Um, so we're going to cover two Division Four games. On Friday night to get I, it rolling, and I, then we'll be at the jam. I will say that you, I've never seen you lobby harder than you did trying to get uh, trying to get the Groveton into the into the. Uh, Mark Collins wasn't having it. He wasn't having. It. Mark Collins shut you down. Yeah, no. You I, were you were Donald Trump, and he was Hillary. During I that. was he, working real hard. It's <laughs> like trying to get him on the radio show, where at the end of the night, I've I've beaten him down, and then the next day, he's like, Ah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so you know, I, I tried to. You know, Groveton was definitely a team. That I want to have it in. I talked to. I love those kids. You know, Dagan Lurvy and and Corey Gadwa, two of my favorites. Austin Les Prince. You know, I know their parents, and you know, but we're gonna cover them the night before. And I've got Groveton on the schedule four times <laughs> this season. Four times yeah. already. Well, you know, we're going. You have to go back. You don't go to Colebrook and then not go to Groveton the next year. We'll if s- you choose to back out after this year, that's fine. But you're going. We'll see what the, we'll see how the schedule plays out. I already have some uh, some, some some dates in my calendar. Let's take a look. No, no, no. We'll no, have no, to no. take it's a look. A Saturday, and you know the date. I told it to you a year ago. I don't want to get in a fight with you on this podcast. If that's what has to happen. It's just got awkward. So to recap, uh, at noon, it's my Spalding High Red Raiders, the uh, uh, future Division One champions with uh, future Division One Player of the Year, Cal Connolly, taking on the Pelham Pythons. Uh, 1.30, Londonderry takes on Hollis Brookline. At 3 o'clock, it's Merrimack and Manchester West. 4.30, Portsmouth and New Mission, the uh, Boston City champions, uh, Massachusetts Division Two champs. Uh, 6 o'clock, Winnicott at Lebanon. 7.30, Bedford and Kearsarge. Pete Terrier will do play-by-play of every single one of these games. I'll filmed. step in for a game or two. All right. Sam Natty says he's coming down, so he may do a he game He said that the last well. three years. No, he came down yet last year on Sunday. On Sunday. I wasn't there Sunday. Oh, well, there you go. All right. And I will be doing the uh, PA announcing, so... Uh, yeah, it's uh, three, yeah. less than three months. It's like two months away, two months and a week away. Yeah, I just talked to the boss, Jeff Collins, at the NHIAA. They're going to, you know, they're they're happy to to help us, or, you know, make sure everything's approved. And then, again, we uh, we always hand a check to uh, New Horizons, the uh, the homeless shelter and food pantry over in Manchester. Our friend Charlie our, Sherman. Yeah, Charlie Sherman, our friend Charlie Sherman. It's always been great to us. Um, so that's the, the cause for the Jamboree. Yes. and The coaches and the kids, uh, they get it. And uh, a lot of teams do a tour of the facilities over there. And, um, you know, we hope everybody will come out. And, and we're going to do everything we can to raise some money right before Christmas. Uh, to help people out. So it's it's a great day. It's one of my favorite days of the year. We always have a highlight video that Jen Chick puts together. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I got to get through football now. I'm still like, I'm, I'm in Listen mode from Mer- I got Merrimack and I Salem on Friday night. I through football. I love football. I'm ready to roll. Listen Trust to me. you. 
Listen to you. All right. Doing well, stats all day. I'm ready to roll. Well, there you have it. It's the uh, selection show. Uh, if your team didn't make it and you want to complain, uh, email Dave Haley. Not, no, no, no. Me. Justin McIsaac. I'll give you his home address. I don't make Feel any of the selections. I've been frozen out of the selection committee, which I'm not too happy about. I usually. Mo- yeah, mostly because I just yell Spalding over and over again. When guess- one coach, I did get screamed at by one coach, uh, Sam Natty in Lisbon, wanted Pinkerton and didn't get it. And it was. <laughs> Maybe next, some terrible language. Listen, said, said some things that, I'll, quite frankly, you'll, I don't think I'll ever be able to take back. Maybe next. There's always next year. That's true. For Sam Natty and the, uh, the Lisbon Panthers. They're the Panthers, right? We're happy with the the 12 <laughs> teams we got in. I'm excited. Some of these games I'm really, really going to be fired up to watch. So, I mean, every one of them is a good matchup, so we're happy about it. All right, there you go. That's the uh, This is the NH Sports Page Wednesday podcast. Taking a break from football for this week, but we'll be back next week with uh, more football stuff, including, uh, wow, there's, there's some there's some lower division teams in, in your precious power pole, Dave, so maybe we'll talk about that next week as well. So, uh, For Dave Haley, I'm Justin McIsaac. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. That one shining moment you reached deep inside In one shining